0: Welcome to On the Job with Porak, your go-to place for public safety and officer rights, giving you the news you need to know and discussing the issues that matter.
1: Hi, and welcome to On the Job with Porak. I'm Brian Marvel, President of PORAC. With me today is PORAC Vice President Damon Kurtz and special guest Jill Alves, Officer Relations Director for the California Association of Highway Patrolmen Credit Union. Thanks for being here with us today.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Today we're going to talk about financial education and how important it is that we know about it, but also how we can protect ourselves throughout our careers. I remember uh, coming on the department, a lot of the uh, younger officers, it was probably the most amount of money they'd ever seen in their life. And uh, they spent it like that. They would buy the cars, the motorcycles, the jet skis, the boat. And then about a year and a half later, they'd be like, uh, I can't afford any of this anymore. <laughs> How do I get rid of it? But in the process, they'd ruin their credit rating. So uh, it's really good to have you on here to talk about the uh, not only financial education, but financial fitness.
0: Absolutely. We see that problem happen quite a bit, so I'm excited to be able to share the knowledge that we have with Porak and help people not ruin their credit.
1: Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do at the credit union.
0: I have been with the credit union for five years now. I am a certified financial coach through the Consumer Credit Counseling Service of San Francisco. I help with um, not only financial education, but with business development for the credit union. So I'm out uh, making presentations at training days, briefings. Um, Mm -hmm. I attend conferences and make sure that uh, people know about the credit union, know that they can join the credit union, and that we're here to help with your financial need.
1: What uh, What are the requirements for joining the credit union?
0: If you're a member of PORAC, you are eligible to join the credit union, and family members are eligible as well. Thank
1: you. To get back to the financial education piece of it, um, why is that important and uh, how are you and the employees at the credit union helping officers get through that?
0: When you have the knowledge about how your daily transactions affect your overall financial health and credit score, you are empowered. We're not taught about financial education and financial health and the five factors that make up your credit score. So we saw a need for this and we have put together um, a lot of good information and presentations around financial education. Financial health, it is more than just your credit score. True financial health is based on four core components, spend, save, borrow, and plan. These four components mirror daily activities and will either add or detract from your current and future financial wellness. For example, how well prepared are you for a car breakdown or an unexpected medical bill? Do you have the money set aside in an emergency savings to cover those expenses or are you going to have to charge things on a credit card? So being in control of your day-to-day and month-to-month finances is so important. And that starts with Building a budget, we actually prefer to call it a spending plan. And when you sit down and you see where your money is going every month, you can really see the areas where you can cut back or um, areas that you can start saving for. If you have, you know, you're going to be buying a car in the next couple of years, start saving for that down payment. If you have kids going off to college in 10 years, have you started saving for their college education? So we um, strongly encourage everybody to sit down and figure out where their house, household expenses are going. I will refer back to that a couple of more times today, so definitely remember that spending plan because that is key to all of your financial wellness.
1: Is that the biggest issue that you see when officers come in that they're overspending the, than what they're taking in?
0: Um, Some people are very, very savvy about where their money is going, but a lot of people have never sat down and actually looked at all of their transactions. The two most common things that I see after people sit down and go through the spending plan, they're spending a ton of money on cable and dining out, which... I'm guilty of as well. I, I spend way too too much money eating out, but that's why I've given myself a certain amount to spend each month on dining out. So if you learn about your spending habits and things that you can cut back on, that really helps because that allows you to start saving for those financial goals, saving for those unexpected expenses.
1: A lot of the times, um, and I don't know if that's still the, the mantra today, but it seemed like uh, as I was growing up, they always said, try to pay yourself first before you pay your bills. What does that entail and what does that look like?
0: Paying yourself first is saving for those financial goals. So sitting down and figuring out your emergency savings, and we always recommend six months worth of emergency savings. So how much is six months worth? Refer back to that spending plan. What was your total monthly cost that you need to live on? Multiply by six. That's how much you should be saving there. And then what are your financial goals? Are you going on vacation? Have you started saving for that? Um, What about buying cars, are you planning on buying a home? Do you have children going off to college? So paying yourself first um, and also making sure that you're saving for retirement as well.
1: In regards to being able to uh, manage your, your finances and your spending plan, obviously to get credit cards or to get loans, um, how does your credit score play into all of that?
0: Your credit score is a big part of what rate you will call, qualify for when you're applying for an auto loan, let's say. And if you don't know what what your credit score is, or the things that you're doing today that are affecting that credit score, you may not qualify for the best rate. So lenders use your credit score to assess your risk. How risky is it for a lender to lend money to this person for this auto loan? Will they be paid back? There are five factors that make up your credit score, and it's never too late to improve. There's always time to improve. So uh, the biggest factor is payment history. That makes up 35% of your credit score. Your payment, payment, Payment history is a record of your payments. Are you paying your bills on time and in full? If so, then you're doing well with your payment history. If you have things like any type of public record, like a judgment, um, garnishment, bankruptcy collection, those things will hurt your payment history. And those things will stay on your credit report for seven years, but you do not have to suffer with a low credit score for seven years because time is on your side. A lot of people don't know this, but if you had to file bankruptcy in the past, you know that stays on your credit report for seven years. But if you manage your new trade lines properly, you should have a credit score back up over 700 within two years of filing. And the reason why is because of time. Now, I usually have a visual here, but since we're on the air today, let me try to explain it to you. Um, Your newer accounts are weighted more heavily as the creditor gets to know you and your spending and payment habits. So the transactions that you've done in the last year are weighted 40%. The transactions from one to two year are 30%. So if you add up the transactions over the last two years, that's 70%. So if you've had mistakes in the past, it's okay. Those will eventually have less weight and less impact on your credit score as time goes by. The
1: credit score number, I mean, what are the break points for like, is there like the top credit score? What is that? Excellent, super good? <laughs>
0: The top credit score uh, for us, we call it an A plus credit score. Um, for now, different financial institutions have different their breakpoints. They're at different places. Ours is 730 and above. You're an A plus, and you have excellent credit, and you would qualify for the lowest rate. And then below that, 680 to 729 is our A category, and you would qualify for still a very good rate. 680 and above is still a great credit score.
1: Where would you be at, Damon? I'd be A plus. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I was in school. <laughs> oh, there you go.
0: And if there's people out there who are listening who want to get in that 800 club because 850 is the highest FICO credit score, let me know. I can help get you there, definitely.
1: Are people actually at 850, or is that just some fictional number they put out there? That I,
0: I have seen one credit report at 850, but it's really hard to have perfect credit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Have, you have no debt to income ratio and you have no open lines of credit. That's how's that how's that work. Yeah.
0: It's um. It is really interesting, and I'm not even sure that I completely understand how that individual got to 850. Um, I've seen a lot of people in the 820s, 830s. There are things that they do where they have um, a mortgage auto credit cards, and they've had those credit cards for many, many years. They've had payment history. They have a lot of available credit. It's another thing that we see with people over 800. If you have a lot of high limit credit cards, the credit bureaus love to see that because they love to see if something happens, you still have a way to pay for your bills.
1: So the goal is to get a couple credit cards as young as you can, keep them for as long as you can, and don't actually use them. Don't really use them, yes. (laughs) There
0: you go. In terms In terms of use on credit cards, though, I do want to get into the second factor that makes up your credit score. It's capacity. That makes up 30% of your credit scores. Capacity is the ratio of your unsecured credit balances in relation to the limit. So we're looking at revolving accounts. So credit cards, absolutely, any unsecured line of credit or opened and ended account would also fall under capacity. The main one that I usually talk about is credit cards because we all have credit cards. So in regards to capacity, for every percentage point that you have in a credit card balance, you're losing one point on your credit score. So let me give you a quick example. If a person has one credit card with a $10,000 limit and they're carrying a balance of $5,000 They've used up 50% of their capacity, and they've lost 50 points on their credit score. So it's really important to make sure that your balances on your credit cards are low. We recommend, of course, paying them off every month if you can. If not, try to keep them under 10%. That way, you're only losing about 10 points. And again, you want to look at the cumulative balance of all of your credit cards. So not just one credit card, but make sure you add them all up.
1: Now on the converse, I'm sure, as both being former POA presidents, uh, we don't see the 850 people coming in. We see the, what's the lowest score we've ever seen?
0: <laughs> the lowest score I've seen? Oh, wow. Um, I've seen people in the high fours. Wow. Definitely. Um, and I've also seen, very common with um, younger people, people without a credit score because they've, they're have they new, to credit. They didn't open a credit card and they weren't an authorized user uh, when they were a child growing up with their parents. Very, very common to see that as well.
1: So if those are the type of people that come in and seek your help, what kind of advice do you give them in regards to raising their credit score or helping them control their spending?
0: So what we do in that case, we'll take a look at the credit report and we'll see what's on there. And we'll take a look if there's collections and late pays and that sort of thing. We'll Help them get that cleaned up. But then we also will advise people if they don't have a credit card, you're missing out on 100 points on your credit report. It has to do with capacity. If you don't have that capacity there, you're missing out on those 100 points. And the balance on that credit card doesn't matter. It can be a $500 limit credit card. As long as you manage that 10%, it still equals 100 points on your credit score. So we'll take a look at those things and see what we can do to help them. Time plays a big factor in your credit report. If you've never had a credit card and you're new to credit, it's going to take time to build that rapport with the credit bureau so they can see how you're paying your bills and how you manage those lines of credit.
1: Does it help for like a young person to do a secured credit card? Um, So that's our build net credit, or is it only the unsecured that does that?
0: Uh, You can do a secured credit card will help as well. Absolutely. Yep, definitely. And if you would like to, we do have some members who um, add their children as an authorized user on their credit card as well. Just remember, you are responsible for that balance as well if you add them on there. Damon is shaking his head No. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if you put a a child on your credit card as an authorized user it helps them build credit
0: it does absolutely it shows up on their credit report and it, it will show up on yours as well of course same thing with an auto loan if you're buying a car for your child you can add them on to that loan as well and you both get the same amount of points for having that auto loan
1: the word you see most of the financial stress um, and how it affects people in their job
0: most of the financial stress I see is people haven't sat down and worked out a spending plan so they don't know where their money is going. Um, I see a lot of people who are living on their overtime, which can be really dangerous because if something happens and those overtime details are not available or they're not able to work them anymore, then they run into some serious financial struggle where they're not able to pay those bills that they were able to pay before with their overtime. So I advise people to save those overtime checks, put them towards those savings goals, put them towards retirement, use them for vacations, that sort of thing. That's great, but don't bank on using those funds to pay for your daily and monthly living expenses.
1: So outside of the, the financial health, fitness, uh, credit score and stuff like that. Obviously, um, one of the biggest issues that we're facing is identity theft. And um, what is the credit union doing to help people with that?
0: There are a lot of different things that you can do in terms of identity theft. You're your own best advocate. And I recommend to everybody, make sure you do not give out your full social security number if somebody calls you and says hey Brian we believe there's some fraud on your account they will never ask you for your full social protect your social security number if we're calling you because we believe there's fraud on your account we will ask for maybe part of your social like the last four digits and your birth date for example but nobody is going to ask you for your full social security number. Some other things that you can do make sure you're using good passwords when you set up your accounts. You don't want to use the same password for everything. So make sure you're doing that. Check your statements and your transactions. I log in almost daily and check mine. It's so easy now with technology and facial recognition, thumbprint to log in and making sure that those transactions on your accounts are actually yours. If somebody suspicious does call you, you can always hang up look up the number yourself and call them back and say, did you just call me? I had a call and um, be proactive and ask them questions too, if they're calling you, what was the most recent transaction you saw for me? It's a great question to ask that way. You'll know if it's actually who they say they are.
1: Very good. I appreciate that information. And hopefully uh, uh, officers and uh, people that are listening to the show, take that to heart. Um, I know the scam calls are coming in big time, especially now during tax season. The IRS uh, saying you owe them money. Uh, the IRS will never call you. They'll always send a letter first. But uh, moving on to um, some of the other stuff, we really appreciate the support that uh, your organization, CAHP Credit Union, provides Borac. And I know this is something near and dear to Damon's heart as he looks forward to improving our uh, our charity fund that we currently have. We're working on some projects that uh, will definitely involve uh, your organization. So I want to, th- on that behalf, I want to thank you for uh, setting up all of those accounts for us, for fallen officers, uh, critical incidents where officers are injured, and especially during the, uh, the fires, Paradise Fires. Your organization, without hesitation, um, whenever we call, and you guys are proactive now, you actually call us to set up these accounts. Uh, so we're extremely grateful for that. And I know, um, I don't know if Damon wants to talk a little bit about, Yeah, I just think that uh, the charity stuff is is super important for public safety in particular. Um, We're really good at trying to take care of our own, but um, often what happens is there's an initial push and then it's no longer on the forefront. And I think sometimes it takes uh, folks behind the scenes to continue to make sure that we're aware of the people that are still in in need and that we uh, continue to take care of those folks that take care of all of us
0: absolutely we're happy to help in any way we can we believe that opening those accounts and covering all the fees associated with each transaction is the most important thing we could have done it's important to those that were affected that every penny donated goes to them
1: and they were they were extremely grateful I mean we were able to cut checks literally immediately after uh, we got word uh, that they lost their home Um, And your organization has been a strong supporter of us for many years, even outside of the foundation stuff, the charity work that we do, uh, supporting us through conference, uh, the conference of the members uh, to be able to put on a great event. Uh, Your organization is always front and center. And we really appreciate that. Thank you.
0: You're so welcome. We're happy to do it.
1: So I'm going to close it up there. And uh, I want to thank Jill uh, for coming on and and talking about uh, financial fitness. I think everybody uh, should be taking a look at this, whether it's you're uh, just new on the career, uh, midway through your career or uh, getting close to retirement is probably even more important to uh, to talk to a financial advisor and, and reach out to the credit union for their assistance. So I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please join us on our social media platforms. Go to porac.org, porac.org for more info. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Google, please give us five stars helps us get noticed. Don't forget to share our podcast with your PORAC members, your family and friends. All the best and have a safe day.
0: That's it for this episode. Make sure you tune in next time as we discuss the issues that matter.